0: Yeah, there was like so much hatred out there and all the big influencers were against it. And then the reason why, no offense guys, you know why they were against it? It's for selfish reasons because they want you to take their training. Like the worst thing that could happen in their world is you stop taking their training and you start going online classes that they don't have yet and you're taking from other people. That was the real thing. It was fear of loss. It wasn't because this is not good for the actual person. Often when you hear people fighting against something, you gotta ask, why are they against it or why are they for It's usually a dollar sign attached to it. <laughs> Always ask why. your friend in the Lash industry.
1: Hey, Smart Cookies. We are coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. So thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey.
0: How are you? I'm so good. We are excited to be here in the Lashcast Cast Studios, which, by the way, will soon be transformed, I hope, uh, into like... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that's the sound of transformation. Yeah. <laughs> of like a real... Hopefully, this will become a real...
1: Visual studio. Studio
0: with all YouTube videos, and we have four cameras, and it's gonna think Joe Rogan and think of us. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. The goal is to have something a little bit more substantial. So Tusk, she wants to be able to draw show show. I want to be able to show
1: technique. I want to be able to show stuff. Yeah. It's just more interesting. And
0: I'm also gonna be just super cute looking in every video.
1: <laughs> we are thinking about puppets. Oh
0: yeah, we want. <laughs> we've been talking about doing puppets, not on the show, but just as having a puppet, like the Last Cast puppet. And what was be, fun? yeah, so we might be that's a whole other thing that we talked about adding. Anyhow, today, what are going to talk about? We're going over something I think we've talked about at least in some way, but I don't know if we just nail it and just talked about it like this. And if not, if we have, it just needs to be talked about it again because I see so much abuse going on. And that is the whole concept of multiple streams of income like, yes, passive is, income or passive income. Like, your goal now in life should just be to make like eight different ways to make money. And that's a nice idea, right? I wish all of us could make money many different ways, but there is a price to pay and it's not as easy to look. So we want to get into that and share some of our thoughts. And what should your real goal be, right? Because there is the goals that I think the world pushes on us. And then there's the goals that really only you, me, and you and our, your family. our listener our family it's best for you and it's not the same it looks different for everyone and we want to give you permission to build something that looks special and works just for you and maybe for no one else exactly so we'll get into that but before we do that we have a few announcements, it's time for announcements, announcements, announcements. actually i think we have two just two we have Coming up in just a couple weeks, we have the premiere show in Anaheim on February 4th and 5th. We have Michelle Rath. We have Michelle Wynn and Chris Carr. And know what? She just told me how to pronounce her name. Joelle Jewel. Jewel. That's it. Jewel. Jewel Rafferty. jew Like J-U-E-L-L. Jewel, she said. So, I finally figured it out. Joelle Rafferty from White Flamingo Lash, who we're excited to partner with and have her edit Those our Those are going to be our speakers. Those are our four speakers, plus Tusney. Oh yeah, I'm going to be there Five too. speakers. And we have two days, only $95. Links in the show notes. You can go buy your ticket today. We'll see you there. It's great. It's a hair show, but we're going to be there doing lash training or classes on lashes we'll say and it's like a mini lash con so come hang out with us we'd love to see you there super affordable it's right next to where lash con is at the hilton it's at the anaheim convention center so we'll be staying actually at the hilton and walking over every day for the conference so we're really excited about that it's coming up and let, touch on lash retention course i promise you when we have details we'll let you know it's gonna be in the spring that's all i got for you all right let's get into it let's talk about this whole idea and i did a live instagram live recently on this just to talk to people because this is one of those areas where i get a little upset sometimes and i don't want to be mad but and it's because i think i'd like to believe that most people get into this because they're trying to help people. like They really, in their heart of hearts, want to help people. But man, I do know there are some bad players out there that are trying to sell something that's just not real. They're just trying to close the deal. And maybe they don't know. Maybe they're just copying other people. That's where I like They're them. faking it till they make they're it. They're faking it till they make it. They're like, hey, everyone's talking about passive income, multiple streams of income. So I will too, and I'll just tell everyone and take my train and I'll teach you how to do it. How to
1: be a millionaire. Yeah,
0: how to be a millionaire in only six short weeks, whatever it is, and they... Overpromise and they just want you to know that they hold the keys, the secret to success. The sauce. And if you just follow their little patterns or their little trainings, you'll one day also be a millionaire like them. Or if they're not a millionaire, at least a rich person like them. So, my whole thing about multiple streams of income or passive income is that truly passive income are things like investments where you put your money, like we have an investor, a person, a financial advisor. We give him our money and then he takes it and puts it in places and invests it for us.
1: But I do want to say if any of you are feeling bad right now, like, Oh no, I don't have a person. That's okay. Listen, we didn't get this until just recently. Yeah, no, this is
0: something we just recently added to our mix. We've spent most of our life being complete idiots with money. I'll yeah. be honest. We are not the role model to follow when it comes to building a savings account over the years. I but mean,
1: hindsight's 2020 yeah, we and you learn. And so we're hoping that you can learn from our mistakes. So yeah. don't feel bad if you felt like, Oh my gosh, I don't have a financial plan. You
0: don't have a financial plan. You can just open really easily for, through a bunch of stories like fidelity, or and, and open a Roth IRA. I just saw a, a statistic where I think it's like put $100 at age 25, put $100 away every month for your whole life to like 65 and you have over a million dollars in the bank. That means you don't increase it, your income. Like let's say you buy your 25 going forward 100, but let's say at 45, you can afford 500. And then maybe when you're 55, you can forward 1,000. And then you get all that compound interest. You could actually have two, three, four million dollars by the time you're 65. So all I want to say is investing is a great way because it doesn't require a lot of work. If you're going to do your own investing, you do need to think and read up and all that. That's why eventually finding someone to do your investing for you makes sense. And you have to have a certain amount. You, if you have five bucks right now, don't hire a, 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 someone to do it because he won't take you. Or he or she won't take you because they take a cut of what they make for you. But That said, investments are great, property, buying properties are great.
1: These are things that are actually like passive income yeah. that you don't have to think about that you can accrue interest on that you make dividends yeah. those kinds of things
0: property is another tough one though because if you buy property someone's gonna have to manage it someone's got to fix it someone's got to do you're going to have to still pour money into it and you still have to take care of it and you're still going to have to hire a company if you can't do it to do it so there's still going to be work to be done it's not it's not really hundred percent passive affiliation stuff where you get affiliates where you can do like You see some people do this with Amazon. You put an Amazon link, and if anything, they buy through that link, you get a little tiny cut of that, right? So there's affiliate links like that. But all these other things, like people put out there, like eBooks, webinars, trainings, product lines, salons. Staff. staff having staff
1: because they will make money while you're not at the not salon. Passive, not passive.
0: We even joke. I remember we thought that back in like 2015. We're making passive income.
1: The dream was if you're a solo artist, the dream is to have people working underneath you and having your own salon and I bought that one hook, line, and sinker. And I thought, okay, as soon as I opened the salon, I had other staff working. I yeah, thought, you didn't have to do anything. I don't, I'm making money and I'm not there. That turned out to be a big joke because it is so much work. It is way much more work than I ever thought. You have to become a full-time
0: manager. And then by the way, a lot of you out there, I know I've talked to you, you're still a full-time last artist and you are a full-time manager. You have to do both. That means you're now working two 40 hour a week jobs.
1: So I just said this recently, but it's like having two masters. You will love one and hate the other. And if you are doing lashes full-time as a, a lash service provider, anytime a staff member has a question or needs help or guidance or needs need you to help them, you're going to see that as an imposition. You're going to be like, how can I divide? I'm going to have to leave my client right now and solve your problem. It means you have to work harder and you begin to resent one or the other, the client that you're working on or the staff that you're responsible for.
0: Now, what's going on? Why has this all gotten to this point? And I shared this little history of the ash industry. So those of you who've been in for a couple of years, let me... Take you back in time, okay? Why we're here today. Why all of a sudden this huge push and shove for passive income and multiple streams of income?
1: Well, back- you mean you're seeing on Instagram and yeah, stuff everyone it. It's a
0: new year, so everyone's all hyped up and ready to go and gunning for more money and all that. You hear lots of people pitching it. and so A lot of these people are my friends, and I love them dearly. So if you're listening and you're one of our friends, and you're like, oh, my gosh, Paul's bashing me. I'm not. I understand. You're just trying to make a living, and your intentions, I believe, are 100% good but at the same time I don't think we're all being 100% honest with everyone because I think we're so blinded because we're just copying and pasting and doing what everyone else do, is what doing what you're
1: saying is they, we may not be aware
0: we may not be aware I just don't know if we're all aware I think some people just think this is what you do yeah it's the next step it's the next step so what well, any that said, let's go back a little bit Pre 2019, there was really a hate movement towards anyone doing online training. Like it was considered you can't do that. that was a, it was considered it's impossible. A, impossible sin.
1: How can you certify somebody when you've never even seen their work?
0: Yeah, there was like so much hatred out there, and all the big influencers were against it. And then the reason why—no offense, guys—you know why they were against it? It's for selfish reasons because they want you to take their training. Like the worst thing that could happen in their world is you stop taking their training and you start going online classes that they don't have yet and you're taking from other people. That was the real thing. It was fear of loss. It wasn't because this is not good for the actual person. It was fear of loss. And that is often when you hear people fighting against something, you got to ask, why are they against it or why are they for? It's usually a dollar sign attached to it.
1: So when the sewing machine was first invented, I think it was in France. A bunch of I the know, tailors. I was there. Yeah, this is like 200 years ago. They broke into the shop where the machine was being made and they destroyed it because they're like, "You're gonna yeah, rep- destroy our future!" Our future, right? The sewing machine yeah. was the future. It didn't mean that tailors didn't have a job anymore. It just was expanded, right?
0: Yeah, it was a new job. It changed. It evolved. And that's what we when we talk about loom. That's right. When we talk about loom and the robots and all the scary things with that's coming, and that people like, are afraid. People wait, are always afraid. Don't you remember when volume first came out? Oh, people are like, you can't do that. That's horrible. Or when pre-mades came, I guarantee you, you all can't the, do that either. All the volume teachers were like, oh my gosh, you're gonna just do pre-mades? How am I gonna make a living? I teach volume, and I, I can't teach pre-mades. That's lame. Like again, I know there's some purists in there like, no, it is only better, and that's fine. The
1: pie is big enough, yeah. there's enough for all of us to have specialties.
0: Yes. So you always gotta ask yourself, why are people for against something? Often, is this because it's dollar signs. So, so let's so go back. Pre twenty nineteen, the world was against any idea. The only thing you could really could do was become a trainer or maybe a product line. That was it. That was your options because everything else was frowned upon. And a couple of people had t-shirt companies, but almost all those companies are gone now because it's hard to sustain a clothing company that has cute lash things on it for 20, 40 years, right? There's, where's the creativity going at some point? It's like, oh my gosh, like, it's hard one to sustain. But those have come and gone too. And, and then, by the way, I know a few people are starting it Now, Cool. Go for it. Go for it. it. And by the way, just be aware that you have to reinvent yourself. There may be a short timeline where it is really big, but if you just keep doing the same thing for five years, it's eventually going to die.
1: Think about the Barbie doll. Barbie has changed. Oh, Barbie's
0: completely changed.
1: She's changed. She's grown. She's different. She kept she... doing what she
0: was doing in 1950. No one would be buying Barbie today. So good Barbie reference there. <laughs> and so anyhow, so 2020 comes and the whole world shuts down, right? And it's a scary time. No one knows how they're going to make a living. No one knows how they're going to make money. A lot of us, like us, at that point, pivoted and meaning. We start doing webinars, and that's how we paid our bills, teaching classes, teaching what we know, sharing our information, not just on the podcast, but actually through paid classes. And we did webinars for a couple of years, and basically the webinars got less and less popular eventually. It's like, man. Everybody's webinared out. Yeah, everyone's webinared out. But we broke the barrier. Actually, I'll, I'll give Props to it's due. Sugar Glass Pro broke the barrier. Well, online training. I think they were the first one that I know of. Might have been someone else, who did online trainings through video. And they started that. And then other people started following. And after 2020, the doors just blew open. Everyone's like, I'm doing online classes. No more are we worrying about in-person classes? It's all about online. So and we also at that time, so that barrier was broken, but also this fear of being shut down is in the back of our minds now. Like, how am I gonna make a living if everything shuts down? Thus, the birth of multiple streams of income. Like, well, you would have to have many ways. Because if one fails, you still got one yeah, going. Yeah, if you lose your ability to lash, at least you still have your, your dancing site that you put together of you on Tinder or whatever. So, <laughs> No, Tinder's not. No, Tinder's not. That's a dating site. I don't know where these things are. OnlyFans, that's right. I'm going to start my OnlyFans page. And uh, no, you no, no. not approved. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you know what I do, OnlyFans. I, well, you got other talents. Okay, I'll do Uber Eats.
1: <laughs> it fine.
0: no it is by the way i was a notary once for like eight months i was a notary and um, because we were between jobs couldn't pay the bills so i got paid like 80 90000 a year like 20 years ago that'd be like maybe 120 130 just signing loan paperwork not signing but helping people sign their paperwork it was actually very good pay and i actually liked it i didn't think i would but as a transition job it was fine so hey some of you might be out there and you have to do a transition job do it. Do it. Don't no feel bad. No
1: shame in it because you're supporting your family. You're not supporting everybody's likes on Instagram. Yeah,
0: you don't care what other people think. You, exactly. Okay,
1: heroes do what you have to do to get the job done.
0: So now here we are in 2024 and everyone's really, I think it's in full throttle. Like everyone's like, we're in fourth gear, right? We're just going a thousand miles an hour. Everyone's talking about multiple streams. But the truth is this. I look across the industry, and because I have special privileges in the sense of knowing a lot of people, talking to a lot of people, a lot of people share information, the misery index, I think, in our industry is at all time high. Ooh. I think so there, you're
1: dishing on some tea here.
0: No, I'm not going to share anyone specifically. I just know there are a lot of people dissatisfied with what they've built. Yeah. And so we have on one camp, we have all these people pushing passive multiple streams. And then we have a lot of the, I will say, some of the big players and some of the big exci- people have made a lot of success. They're struggling and you can see it and, and what they're doing. There's a hard time for them. And I love these people. They're uh, people that I look up to. They are
1: dear friends. And
0: they're friends and they're people that I admire. And, but I can see the struggles real. And they're trying to figure out how do I work this out? Because I built this machine. And sometimes it's built on the idea of multiple streams of income and it's unsustainable. Or they're just unhappy, they're unhappy with what they've been. Because they're doing, they got product lines, they got trainings, they have this, they got that. They're running around doing eighty million different things, so much, and they, no one realizes that they're working eighty hours, hundred hours. Oh, sometimes. the families notice. The you know their the family knows, and the kids yeah. notice, but no one online knows that because they don't share that. No one's going to say. Be honest, for me, lashcon between Labor Day weekend and basically the first week in october i worked 100 hour weeks i worked 5 6 weeks 100 hours no time off just 7 days a week it was insane
1: and it was too much i'm like okay it's that's my much. last
0: year I can't do that again.
1: No, it's it's bad. Where every single waking moment is work. I was waking no up rest. at
0: four a.m., going to bed midnight, and doing that every day. It was there's really... no
1: relaxation. There's no the only relaxation you get is maybe looking at Instagram for like five minutes when you're in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, <laughs> while you're taking a dump. So it's like so it's not easy. These things that people build and this passive income idea of doing multiple things. I saw this with James Whitmore, and he said, this is not uncommon for entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs like to have many things. They get this shiny object syndrome. So, oh, I do this. Oh, oh, that's good. And the truth is this. What you really need to do is build one system by one build one thing he calls it a bridge like we like to build a bridge and then halfway through that bridge we stop we build another bridge and then you stop and build another bridge before you have five bridges you're building not one complete so not one of these is driving you revenue or they're just very poor revenue so some of you have started being lash artists and you've God, maybe your book's half full and you're already looking at being a trainer, being an influencer, being a speaker, starting a conference, product line, podcast, podcasts, doing webinars, whatever. You're literally looking at everything else that you want to do and you, you haven't even built your own last business yet. Like you're you've still seen, in process. You're seeing 10 clients a week. And I understand you have time to kill. Maybe that's why you're getting distracted, but you need to focus and stay on building that business because you might be shocked that business you build may be all you need. You might just love being a lash artist, which if you heard us before, we actually believe you can be a lash artist your whole life. There is no reason why you can't.
1: Absolutely. I'm here to say that as living proof I have been doing lashes for close to 19 years.
0: In fact, we should do uh, ergonomics class. We've talked a little bit about ergonomics, but we should talk about how you preserve yourself because Tuss has had carpal tunnel syndrome. She has injured herself. She had a time where she was working so much, her fingers were like sausages. They were just huge. Like she couldn't bend them. That's how painful it was. So we don't want that to happen to you. And if you do it wrongly, you can end up burning out. But if you do it correctly, you can build a business that allows you to have full control. You can work 30 hours a week and you can make six digits. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of work. But in time, you can get there. Tusney, if we were right now, we don't really work. She makes about 140, 140K with her business. If we were to push hard and get her back to fully booked and market herself, easily could be making 200K, easily. And probably not working more than 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You can do that if you wanted to. If you really want if that's your focus, if you just want to have a simple business that's not complex, that doesn't have 80 different things going on. High standards, high quality. Yeah, great work, high quality, great customer experience, great marketing, all that has to be there. But at least you need to understand that is possible. And I know a lot of people think, well, no, I, I want to make more money. If you want to make more, then you may have to do other things. I don't think people are making a half million dollars a year doing lashing, despite some of the influencers out there saying, oh, you make seven well, digits. Well, appears no. that
1: way. I was responding to a post in one of the groups, Facebook groups, yeah. Lash Queens, and somebody had said, hey, is there a cheat code for success? Because I see all these Instagram trainers and lash techs that are, they've got awesome designer bags and they're eating all this fancy food and they're going on trips. And I responded, there is no cheat code. No. and do not be deceived by what you see. We know a lot of those influencers and we've had conversations with them where they said, yeah, I went into debt to buy a handbag because I was trying to keep up appearances.
0: You were playing the part, right? They, this whole idea of fake it till you make it. So, hey, I got to look successful. So I'll buy things that make me look successful even if it means I have uh, $20,000 in debt, right? So don't believe anything on Instagram anymore. There's a guy called Mr. Thank You. I'm gonna call him out because he's not in the lash industry. I've just following him because it's the craziest thing I've ever seen on Instagram. I think it's obscene. He's got 11 million followers now, 11 million. When I started just like a month ago, he had 5 million. So he's already doubled in one month. And yes, of course, I'm sure he's buying them. He's creating this persona. And if you haven't followed him, look him up. It's so annoying that he has tens of thousands of dollars in a suitcase or box. And if you recognize him when you see him on the street, he hands you that $10,000. All
1: you have to do is prove that you follow him. Yeah. And then he will give you $10,000.
0: And if you follow long enough, you're going to realize some of the same people keep popping up in these videos. You know, so you're like, wait, you just recognized him again? So first off, these are not, it's all sale. And if you zoom in,
1: if you zoom into the money, like take a screenshot, it's fake. Okay, well, we wouldn't have done that unless it wasn't such a gratuitous obnoxious, obscene display of money. Like he's got blocks and blocks of money. Yeah. That he's just shoveling around the front yard. Yeah. Like who, who does, does that? that? People are walking around and he's just handing maybe
0: like bundles that are probably like $100,000, yeah. like $100,000 bundle of money.
1: And just handing so them out ca- and it's laughing. It's so ubiquitous, the money that he he can't do anything else, but throw it on the front lawn and step, use it as step stools. Yeah.
0: He uses it as stairs to walk up to an elevator. Like no, no, the, wait, the, the airplane airplane. Yeah. Rich people don't do that. All right? People who are trying to fool you that they're rich do that all the time. Now, I've looked into this guy. He is rich. He's a scam artist. I've learned he's a Russian. Actually, he's Hungarian, but he's Russian. He grew up in Russia or something like that. And he's a scam artist. He is- Allegedly? what a scam allegedly scam allegedly for legal purposes okay allegedly scam artists i think actually, i actually think he's been convicted <laughs> and this is a new thing he's doing he's actually using it mostly to hype up a, a release an album that he released on spotify and he's just trying to get people to follow him on spotify and he's created this fake persona that he's giving out millions of dollars to people so that you will follow him and then you'll go on spotify and, and listen to his Count so that he can obviously blow up there and maybe create a music career. I guess he's if you look at this past background it's crazy by the way there was a video he showed throwing a baby into the snow (laughs) turns out that was visual effects
1: you're kidding yeah
0: no i I went and found his original page when he shows they it's just a fake doll and then they put a a real baby's face on it and throw it in the snow this guy is going over the top to create this world that is not real there is a i don't know her name i forget her name there was an influencer or lash artist And maybe if I'll say this, I know if she hates me, sorry, but I just have to call this out. I
1: mean, I'm a gangster too.
0: Yeah, the one that has a bed or a table, I forget... Full stacks of money. It's probably over a million dollars in money that she cash. has on there in cash. And she says that you gotta stop thinking small. You gotta think big. Implying that if you follow me, go my, my trainings, pay me my, for whatever, you'll be a millionaire like I am. And I'm like, no one first off pays cash for training. Who has
1: stacks of cash like that? Unless you're doing some yeah something. Nevious. I think
0: your boyfriend's a drug dealer, or the money's fake again. It's probably fake money. But if not, the boyfriend's a drug dealer because they're the only people who deal in cash. Because training allegedly a drug dealer, yeah, allegedly I don't know who he is, so it doesn't matter. No one knows who this person is. It's just a crazy shot. And this person goes around showing wealth, showing them traveling the world, being a millionaire. I can assure you, no one makes that much money training as a lash artist. No, they don't. Let's just say you once a month you're doing a training, you're making ten, twenty thousand dollars. That means if you're traveling around the world all the time, you gotta be making like a hundred thousand dollars a month minimum. On trainings, like a million dollars a year, and then maybe you could have a pretty luxurious life. But the problem is, you make a million dollars a year, government's taking like 300,000 of that. And then before you know it, with all your expenses and all, it it goes away quickly.
1: Training that often is not luxurious. No. Let me tell you, it is hard to travel, it is hard to pack, it is hard to show up. It, It takes a toll, especially if you've got a family. I couldn't imagine doing this with little ones. Almost every major trainer I know right now will not travel. Yeah. all
0: the trainers I've known all the years, they or if they do a couple, like they used to. I mean back in the day, pre COVID, they were on the road one once or twice a month. They were doing a training somewhere in the country, and then after COVID, everyone went, ah screw that.
1: Let me tell you, it's hard to travel. It's hard. It, it's it, tiring. You, it's it takes. It's hard on your routine. It's hard on your health unless you're super super disciplined. And if you
0: want to have a family, it's impossible. Like if you have kids, you want to raise children. You want to have a come home to your husband or something like that. How are you going to do this if you're gone every other weekend traveling? Most of the people I know have done it and said, no, they just, it burned them out. They're not interested anymore. Yes, it was fun for a while. And I think everyone think, looks at that part. In fact, one person I know told us this. She said, when we were traveling and doing the purse thing and showing the fancy cars and dress, just I really regret it now because I basically made it look so easy. That everyone on the planet now wants to be a trainer or or a product line. That is
1: not the real life. It's not real. It is fake. And to get to that point where you're doing all this stuff and then to loathe the life that you've created, we don't want you to do that. We want you to enjoy the business that you're doing and that you can have pride in it. It may not. So first of all, it it comes with the, not the warning, but the understanding that it may not look. Attractive to other people. Yeah.
0: We call it chopping the water and chopping the wood and carrying the water. Yeah. That's the real world. That's the work that we all do. That's what all these other people who aren't showing the hard side of things. That's what they're doing. And many of them now, when I talk to are burnt out and tired. And almost some of them, even regret that they spent eight years... Abandoning their personal health and mental health, their families and all that, and wish they can get that time back, but they can't. You can't. You can't so get it back. What we really want you to focus on, and let's pivot now into this, because this is what we're really all about. Building the business that you love, a business that you like, a business
1: that serves you. Right. That's what you need It's customized to you, what your needs are, your individual wants, your individual desires, your financial needs, what you need to spend time with your family.
0: All of us are different, okay? All of us have different needs. All of us have different lifestyles, have different ways of feeling satisfied. So you see one other person doing something and you get envious and, and often that stuff's all lies anyway. So stop believing everything you see on Instagram. But even if you want a portion of that, like, oh, I just would really like that my product, like, awesome. But you got to realize it comes at a price. There is going to be a sacrifice. You're, you, you can't, if you don't have a good lash business, like I love what Michelle did from PLA. She had her salon. She would not sell her salon until I think she made, I forget how much she had to make a month. It was like $100,000 a month, I think, something like that. She had to make a certain amount of money every month, like $100,000, I think it was, I thought- that she knew she could live off and she could walk away from her business. She didn't want to kill her salon and start a product line and then the product line sucks because she's so worried about the salon. She had to do, she really realized she had to, for a short time, really burn hard. And even now, I still don't She bright. Works, burns, she burns works, she works like crazy. a dog but even now but she had to do that and then she sold her salon because she knew that if i had my salon i couldn't really build my brand i actually know a bunch of people who did that i know uh, courtney was Sugar last same thing had to she sold her salon so she could focus on her brand i think that story is i see it over and over where people had a salon but they realized if i kept the salon it's gonna hold me back and i can't build my brand it's like she, serving two masters You is can't do it so you really gotta be willing to walk away from one and then hustle and work your butt off probably for five years now you don't but if that's not for you Then say, well, maybe I'll just work on lashes or maybe lower the expectation. Like, Don't think you have to go and buy the expensive car. You don't have to go buy the purse. You don't have to go into debt and do all this stuff so you look the part. Don't worry about that. Build a business so it serves you. So if you're like, I want to work 40, 50 hours a week max because I want to be home every night at 6 o'clock for my kids or my family, then build that business knowing it may
1: take you longer. In hindsight, I wish that I had known this. And that's why I really hope that, that there's somebody out there listening to this, and I'm hopefully you'll be convinced that the shiny stuff is not worth the loss of the connection that you'll have with your children. Everyone knows regret sucks, right? You can always make changes if you have it. But the point is that I don't want you to feel that way. Yeah. I, I, and it, so don't invest in your family invest in the family is
0: important to you then make sure the business supports that don't start these other things hoping they'll work out because they probably won't most people i know who've gone into stuff eventually quit because it burns them out right or they fail which is fine because you can learn i want to say another point here you may try something to see if it works and it doesn't work and you quit that's okay Because you're experimenting. You're like, oh, let's, let's try brand. Oh, let's try training. Oh, let's try webinars. Oh, let's try coaching. Oh, let's try this. That's fine. You can try them and then decide to quit. And there's no shame. We might one day quit something we're doing now. We may go, no, nah, we're done. How many podcasts have come and gone? There's literally probably 80 podcasts that have been started for last year. only about 10 are currently active. It's okay. That's okay. It's
1: okay to try something and say, I don't like it. That's why when kids are little, you have them try lots of different things like yeah. ballet and baseball and karate and taekwondo and painting. Yeah, um, in fact,
0: our kids, we made them try all sorts of things because the sole purpose was to find out what you liked. Right. Or what you're good at. Find your gifts and then go double on the things that you're good at instead of beating your head against the wall on something you weren't good at.
1: So what we're saying is recalibrate your expectations. If you're feeling an itch to do something like training or start a product line or have multiple uh, streams of income, I want you to think, take a pause and think, is that truly what i want like what do i really want are you just doing it because life?
0: you think that's what others expect of you oh you're a big name now you everyone loves your posts and all that oh now i must become an influencer and i must be a trainer i must is that what you're doing because other people are pushing that on you or is that because you deeply in your heart that's your calling like i need to do this
1: i would take an inventory of what's most important to you what kind of life that you want to build one that allows you to have family time that's important to you vacation you have to look at that and then figure out how to you know incorporate that or make sure that you're nurturing those things so that you don't completely have regret later on
0: one of the things that i would recommend with this whole idea of building bridges is finish one bridge Become great at one thing. Become the best last artist. Once you have that set up and you're established, then you can start that second bridge, whatever that is, knowing that it's going to be a second job. It's not one job. It's not. It's a, it's second, a second job. Full-time so job. So you want to become a trainer? Fine. Start becoming a trainer. We just talked about that in our last episode or one of our previous episodes. And we talked about how you go about doing that. So you start doing that. You start adding that. But you also have to keep working because the training's not going to pay your bills yet. That's okay as long as you give yourself timelines, give yourself deadlines to work within so that you don't just drag this out for five years. Just knows this with me working in Hollywood. How many people do we know who are still waiting for the big break 20 years later? It's sad. Do we talk about this? No, we've never talked about this, but there are people I know who are trying to make it still in Hollywood. And it's like, okay. dude, it's been 20,
1: 30 years. So so we... Ha- Paul has a friend, very successful. They had a, a blockbuster show, won awards, Emmys in the 80s. Yeah, in the 90s, mention it, 90s, yeah. But it, it was a big show. It was
0: one of the top 10 shows on TV.
1: And why don't you tell the story?
0: And I went to a dinner about a year ago and with some people, all film people. It's been a while. I haven't hung out with film people a long, long time. But we went to dinner. It was nice. They have a nice house. This The show took care of them. But what was really hard in the conversation, even though they've had great success, they haven't had success since. They've been pretty much it's been a a humble road for them ever since. They've not sold anything big, no big screenplays, no big TV shows, nothing, just lots of little things, but nothing big. And the whole meal, the whole time, all we talked about was the next potential big deal
1: next project
0: next project oh we have this project we're at oh we have this project they even want to know what projects i was working i'm like i'm done with projects guys i have a project it's called Last cast but it's not a film right it's not a tv show it's something totally different and i was humbled and, and saddened at the same time because i oh my gosh they're gonna spend the rest of their life chasing after this and they may never see it and there were some other people in the room who were younger Who may
1: never ever have any success of any sort. I remember those days. You worked for a production company, and it was always this deal's going to come through. This the thing about Hollywood is they never say no to your face. They always say yes, and so then you know it takes a while to figure out. Oh, they're not interested. But you have to have your heart broken so many times. But it's it's always like. Oh, the next best thing. It's
0: a, it's the toughest thing I've ever been part of. And I wish I got the message earlier that I wasn't good enough to be in it. I just didn't have the heart for it. I didn't have the networking skills. I didn't love it in the same way. I love film. I love watching film. I love dissecting film. I love talking about film. But... There was other, the whole social aspect, all this other stuff. I wasn't really. It wasn't excited a about. good fit it for wasn't you, good fit. yeah.
1: And it it took a toll on our marriage. It took it did. a toll because it tested, it pushed us to the very edge. It yeah, the very edge, and yeah. because that doesn't build security and safety and no. stability for a young wife and children.
0: And I think most people really want is they want a business that provides stability, provides for their family, takes care of them, and that's the type of stuff that. You got to take into account when you're trying to build a business that serves you. If you're just trying to build a business to serve others or impress others or just make a lot of money, that in the end will not serve you. You got to make sure that you understand your boundaries. You got to understand what you really want. And hopefully, one of the reasons we're talking about this is because this is what Clubhouse is going to be all about. Last Jack's Clubhouse, we want it to be something that's there to help people figure out how to what type of business they want to want. Now, right now, by the way, as I'm saying this, doors have closed, so we're launching. We're Why do about, you
1: have to close the doors? I don't understand that.
0: Because we're focusing on building the clubhouse now. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to keep dealing with sales, we'll, we'll launch again, guys. By the way, listen now, knowing that we're going to launch again. Okay, we're going to launch again. You mean again. the door's going to be? open Real door. Again. Yeah, it's not like one time we're done. We're just making sure the the first little bit of our, I guess our maiden launch or voyage here oh. is we're focused just on them. And then we'll come back and say, okay, we got off the ground. Things are going well. Let's invite more people in the clubhouse. We'll open up the doors and get more people in. So, okay. Yeah, it will be. A, so we're focusing that's on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I,
1: it has been hard for me to understand. I don't understand, but now I do. You, yeah. you explained it. When we have more
0: staff and we grow this, God willing, yeah, we will. We'll Maybe it'll be permanently open at that point because we'll have staff ready to help us and we can bring people on. We're
1: small still. We're still, we still small. have to budget and, our
0: time. <laughs> yeah, I got to have some boundaries for myself so I'm not working 80,000 hours again. So that's the reason why. But anyhow, you're hearing about this. Just so you know, this is our heart for the clubhouse. We want people to build businesses that serve them, that they love, that that, not, you're, proud that you're proud of. That you're proud of. And obviously profitable. And we can teach you all that because we have so much experience. 19 years. We've built many businesses over the years. I, my first business was a soundtrack company, crazy enough. It's still around, called La La Line Records. And the film is when, uh, my film days. I, I did down on the side. And so... We've done this enough times that we've had all this experience, all these stories, all these systems, all these trials and failures and successes that we want to download and share so that you can build a business. So you don't get suckered by someone saying, Hey, take my training for $10,000 Yeah, for multiple $15,000 Yeah, for passive income ideas. Pay me that. And truth is all you're doing is you're paying them passive income. Yeah, not really. They're not even passive because they're out there marketing every day. They're out hustling because once you want this, another thing about passive income, once you decide to build, let's say an ebook or a webinar or train, your number one job now is a marketer. Like if you don't like marketing, if you don't like going on Instagram lives, you don't like writing copy, you don't like writing ads, you don't like having to do email posts or email out to people, then you probably shouldn't look into passive income because the only way that passive, this, what so-called passive income works is when you become a full-time marketer to sell your goods so that people buy them. So That's another side. I don't think people really understand or hear them talk about. It's like, hey, passive income. Like, oh, become a full-time marketer. That's what you're going to do if you really want to do all these other... Fun things. You're gonna have to learn to be a salesperson.
1: It's not really passive, is it?
0: No. Is there's no there's very few things that are really truly passive. Like investing, like buying, saving, saving saving
1: the money, getting the interest on that. That's chopping the wood, carrying the water.
0: Yep. Don't put in your savings account. That's not really saving. At least put it in a a high yield savings. Or as I've recently looked into this idea of treasury bonds, where you buy treasury bonds for three months, and you can get seven eight percent returns with treasury bonds right now. And so it's a really good return. It's only a three months. So You have to go without for three months, but it's a great little side. So we've been been
1: learning quite a bit about investing. In fact, one of the speakers that we're going to have at LashCon 2024 is going to be a financial advisor. Advisor. Yeah. So you two will be able to learn about all the things that you guys should be keeping your eyes on.
0: Yeah. And we have the Jeff, Papa Jeff from um, PLA is going to be speaking financially about stuff. So we have some big big players days. who know money and we're having april back to talk about taxes because she's a cpa that helps um salons. April McDaniel so from we O-Day. really we're, we got a, a, at least on the financial side for this coming year it's going to be pretty amazing i think you're going to learn a lot and it's going to at least give you some tools or at least ways where places to look so that you can be better financially set by the way these same people that i don't know if we'll get them all but we're going to try to get them on ahead uh, in their clubhouse too I would love to get April. Uh, I don't know if Papa Jeff will have time for it, but we will. We'd be so lucky. We would be so lucky. But we're going to get those type of experts into our clubhouse so that you can, they can share a little bit, and we can ask questions and help you understand your finances better. People may
1: not know who Papa Jeff
0: is. Oh, Papa Jeff is a he's a CFO at PLA or Paris Lash Academy. So yeah,
1: we at first met him when we did a mastermind class together in Reno. Last yeah, and we're year. doing two
0: more this year in May and November. We're going to be in Reno teaching our ma- three days. It's a three day class now. It was two days before, but three day master class on business. So we'll be there teaching our stuff like how to price services and all that. In fact, that is now currently live. I should tell, we haven't talked about this. I just realized that we are that the you can buy that class now. It's live, There's only 20 spots. So 40 people can only get in between these two classes. And if you don't want to go to live, you can't, you hate Reno, or you can't make it to Reno, there is now a virtual class. We recorded a like we record like six hours, they cut it down to think three because they said it was just too much
1: content. We should have and put this in the announcement. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just realized we're gonna have to add this to our announcements. Okay. But yeah, we this is something we're really excited about partnering with PLA, being part of their business uh, master class that's
1: online. It's only I think it's four ninety nine or five hundred bucks. It's such a dynamic class. Let me tell you, yeah. it's really like iron sharpening iron. It's really cool. Really fun.
0: But in a lot of ways, that's what Clubhouse will be. It just we just won't have. PLA's team in there but maybe we'll get Michelle to come and speak and we'll get a lot of people we'd be so lucky yeah we'd be lucky so we'll see but anyhow that said Clubhouse just look for the dates when we open it again we'll be opening sometime soon I don't have the exact dates as we're recording but we will
1: we gotta get the sound of bouncing marshmallows
0: someone asked about that on Instagram I forget what someone said where's the sound of popping marshmallows yes
1: it's that's what Clubhouse is okay bouncing marshmallows
0: bouncing marshmallows I really need to get Diego to make I know Diego Diego, you're you're, you're you're listening. I'm sure that uh, he's our editor. Make us a sound of bouncing marshmallows. Bouncing marshmallows okay. that are
1: super happy.
0: They're super happy. If you and can make the sound every time you mention Clubhouse, you hear that? <laughs>
1: Fallacy. It's
0: Clubhouse. Oh my gosh. So weird. All right. I think we beat this one into the ground, right? We covered it? I think so. Yeah. If you guys have any questions, please reach out as always on our DMs. We love talking to you guys. We love talking to you guys. And, and be looking for the Clubhouse and we will open again soon. Tuss may force me to open, keep it open a little longer. We'll see. I
1: think it's important.
0: So maybe it's still open right now. If you're listening, this is coming out. I Just think, check. January 23rd. If it's still open, it's, you can tell. You can thank Tuss for it. Yeah, give me and a kiss. Join us <laughs> and be part the clubhouse because you know what I'm it starts February 7th is when we do our first session and if you want more details yeah I think she is we'll see we'll see how it goes
1: <laughs> we love you guys you're the we best we love you guys thank you
0: so much for following for listening it's been it's always a pleasure I, always we the, Lily this has become for me hanging out with you and talking
1: it's the best it's the best part of my day uh, yeah
0: in fact there is a dream that we'd like to do this every day we like would. a morning show like you, you wake up
1: to us like your morning radio show <laughs> Well, I think that's fun because I have things that I listen to first thing in the morning. It's yeah. like a, like a nice routine. Yeah, I, I'd like to do that too. Like "Good Morning Vietnam." Oh yeah, it's yeah. a reference. For reference for people. No one knows what that is. Yeah, it's a Robin that's Williams
0: a 1980s book. reference there. For and you know, most of our listeners weren't even born then, so. Anyhow, hopefully this has been good for you guys. We love it and like I said, we are looking for ways to expand this and grow this. We'll see how it goes. We just have to be able to make a living doing it cuz podcasting doesn't pay any bills. Now, yeah. by all of you out there want to do podcasts, have a plan by the way to make money off of it cuz if you don't, you'll be like sadly, a lot of podcasters you'll quit eventually. Like for us, Lashcon really was our goal and Clubhouse was our goal number two. If you're just doing it because you just want to be popular, it's probably not going to work out.
1: It'll well, <laughs> probably burn bright and then Yeah, play. you'll just
0: get tired. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to do another episode. What am I going to talk about? And then you're like, I don't know, I'll just talk about my day and after eventually it eventually gets boring, it's like just talking to yourself about yourself, it's really, it's hard. I'm just thankful I have you to talk with. I'm so thankful I makes, have you makes too. makes my life so much easier. Aww. All right, so I guess we're done. That's a wrap, guys. We are done. We're out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Last Conference and remember to subscribe, share, and review On behalf of my Lash Binky Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you you have a friend friend in the lash Lash industry. industry. I knew you would like that. Lash Binky. Okay.